Kudero Patterson uh, like grabbing some shanks, uh, gentlemen here. Uh, and he quote, and I quote, "I'm a grown man. I don't need nobody blank and blank in my balls, my face." <laughs> in my teenage years, I'd get back from high school, I'd smash two pizza pockets. Carmelo Anthony never learned you can't live life just smashing pizza pockets. Because he lost uh, a double bet, uh, what I did is I cut an jalapeno, a jalapeno in half, and I filled it with hot sauce. So he's going to have to slurp this down. Why are you, you give me a fucking banana, dude? I'm not eating a banana. I'll just fucking, I'll rather piss in my mouth than eat this. Okay, so there we go. Stop stalling. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Now, here are your hosts, Mo, Terry, and Peasy. Welcome everyone, you're listening to and perhaps watching Hot Sauce Sports. I'm your host, Pease Delores, and I'm joined, of course, by Terry Tam. I want to see myself, Eagle. I also want to see myself, Eagle. Yeah. Eagle's a producer. Eagle. He's here today. I am a producer. Welcome back, Eagles. Yeah. I click buttons and turn knobs. You were here last week, but welcome back, you know. Thank you. No problem. Duke is not here because yeah. he is busy. Our chief graphite. Graphicist. He's mm. a lazy little... No, he's actually great. Yeah. He's, uh, I don't know what he's doing. Uh, he's, he's napping. Uh, he's tired. He texted me uh, separately from our group, and yeah. he's like, oh, I, I, just, I don't know, man. I'm not feeling well. Yeah, I'm tired. Here. And then I said, uh, I said, okay, well, you know, it's a podcast, not a prison sentence. Like, yeah, exactly. You can't come. You can't come. It's yeah. okay. I'm like, the show's better oh, when no, you're there. You, but oh, it's a, you can't come if you I was more like along the lines of, it's just a podcast. Let's just come. Yeah. But then he asked me, though. Busy. He asked me. He's like, uh, he's like, he's like, yeah, I know. I just feel bad. I said, well, you should. You're a terrible person. Yeah. But terrible. so, like, if you show up, you're not a terrible person. That's it, exactly. Looks I mean, like he's terrible. He is awful, and he's your brother, so you're equally as awful by association. So we are um, a podcast that makes fun largely of sports shows and how stupid sports shows are, yeah. right? Uh, we do that. We also make fun of everything. Everything. Yeah. Because everything is stupid and we, nothing we ha- matters. We have the scapegoat that every every alt-right, right-leaning person in the States does that. They just say, oh, it's a comedy podcast. We can say whatever the fuck we want. That's true. And that's what we do. Exactly. Except we're not as right-wing. Not at all. Eagle is so far left. <laughs> I know, I know. I have never seen anything like yeah, that. Yeah, relax there, comrade. Um, <laughs> <laughs> never insult the motherland. <laughs> so, uh, that said, once in a while, um, there, we do cover things that I believe have some importance outside of just the realm of sports. Why do I feel like you're getting serious on me now? Because I'm getting serious on you, Terry. Okay. okay. I want and I want to have an actual discussion about something. And sure. What I'm going to do is I'm very okay with this. Yeah. I approve of this message. I, I'm. We'll start the show with this, then we'll get into the news, and then we have actually we have a we have a great guest. Yes. Uh, um, the host of the Happy Hour mm-hmm. uh, podcast. Eagle, do we have her full name? We just have the oh, actual she, Twitter I, handle. I asked her, but because I know her first name is Veronica. Yeah. Uh, no, she doesn't want to use the last name. Veronica. Okay. Veronica of the she, Happy Hour and podcast. And I quote, I have enough haters. I don't want them finding me. Which makes sense. That makes sense. Which is why you changed your name. It is exactly and why actually, I changed my I, name. Nobody really knows any of our real it's names. True. Terry Tam <laughs> is not my name. Pizza Larise is not your name. Eagle is for sure not your name. You Duke, don't know that. Duke is not his name. And now we have Veronica, who's jumped on our bandwagon and yeah. does not use her full name. Good on you, Veronica. Look who's copying our shit. Because... With six and a half thousand followers that she has on Twitter and a very successful podcast, I don't think she wants people knowing her last name. That's true. Makes sense. I would not want it. people wouldn't be able to pronounce my last name. First of all, second of all, the two hundred followers that we have 
don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one day they might. One day they might. <laughs> and you'll find my last name sounds a lot like Snuffleupagus. Mm. Might as well just call me that. It's weird, though. I never thought the word time sounded like Snuffleupagus, but no, I can't get it out of my head. No, it's not, it's not, Terry, it's not first name. Uh, last weekend, the NFL organized a workout for Colin Kaepernick. And I know, I they know organized there's, a coup. there is a fa- general fatigue on all topics with Colin Kaepernick, but this is actually the first time. No, I'm, I actually want to, I'm really excited to talk about this. It's the first time it's been yeah. newsworthy in the last two years or so, right? Yeah. And so. Now it's our time to talk about it. And I want, I want to start by doing this. I've actually done quite a bit of research on this because I said I want to make sure that none of the things I'm saying are unfounded. So, Terry, I'll let you start, and then I'm going to open the vault. So, um, What are your thoughts about, th- about the whole thing, about the workout, okay. about Kaepernick and, his, and his, uh, where he's at right now, and, and the NFL's So I've been very vocal about how I don't think Kaepernick is a good enough quarterback anymore, mm-hmm. uh, how I thought that he regressed in his last two years in the NFL. And how it is normal that he is not getting a, a, a job offer because he regressed so much. And because he's a 33-year-old guy who hasn't played in three 32. years. 32. But still hasn't played in three years. So I understand. That's my thing is that I don't think he's good enough. Having said all that, I think that he deserves a fair chance. Like everybody deserves a fair chance. They live in a, he, the United We don't have free speech in Canada. They have a lot of free speech in, Canada, in, in, in the States. It's in their freaking constitution. So for us, it's... I look at it as like he needs to have a voice and he has a voice and he's given his voice and he's he's done a lot of great things. I don't think he's good enough. That's I'll never you'll never change my opinion. I do not think he's good enough. That video, so even if you have facts, your opinion will not change. No, my facts. No, no, but the facts. There is no right now. My opinion. Uh, no, my fact is that he's not good enough. I saw. But I have, I have facts that indicate the opposite. Sure. Let me finish. Go ahead. So I watched that video. He was under throwing receivers in no coverage. No pass protection, no zone, uh, no uh, no uh, no DBs, nothing. He was under throwing deep balls. He had a few great arms, uh, great balls, and he's always had a pretty good arm, like uh, mm-hmm. strength wise. And he still has that. We can see that. And he looks in great shape, but but he hasn't been involved in three years. So my whole thing with him is that you want to work for the NFL. Mm-hmm. You ap- you're applying right now to a job. Disagree, but go ahead. But he's applying to a job. Disagree. Okay, so I'll finish. So he's applying to a job. He wants them to come see him so he can get his fair share, which he hasn't gotten. Mm-hmm. I do believe he was blackballed because of what happened, because of the need that he took. Well, there's a settled collusion case that exactly. appears to indicate You've that. made $60 million from them. You also made $100 million in the NFL. So right now, I, I feel that it's very sketchy that he's come out and said, I'll take league minimum now that I've made $160 million. That's another topic. So well, he also said that before the collusion case was settled. Of course, yeah. He wanted to, he wanted to take a pay cut, which I understand. Now, which, now, which teams are going to take him? You look at people. Everybody talks about the Buccaneers because of how how uh, progressive Bruce Arians is. He's hired two women coaches. He has three uh, coordinators that are African American. Uh, he's very progressive, and they're like, why? And he legitimately doesn't seem to give a shit about anybody. Yeah, and Bruce Arians is awesome. Yeah. I don't think anybody has a bad thing to say. Terrible comment. Other than he's other than him at coaching, yeah. he's not a great coach. And he was awful in the booth. Oh, he was like, even he's worse. Worse in the booth. But he's got great glasses. Yeah, great guy. And I think that a co- uh, people are saying, oh, he should go there. But he doesn't fit their offense. Bruce Arians loves to air it out. That's one thing. So he, I don't see a, posi- a, a situation to put him in, that they're going to put him in, that a team is going to put him in to where he's going to succeed, one. Now, having watched that, let's go back. Having watched the, the whole um, uh, the highlight tape that he did, mm-hmm. I wasn't too impressed. I'm not an analyst. Who the fuck am I? Fuck myself. You know what I mean? Like, I have nobody. I can barely throw football. You've seen it. Eagles seen it. I can barely throw football. 
but I also know what I've been watching for 30 years, and it's football. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have it anymore. And regardless of if pe- if he's being blackballed or not, he should get an opportunity on a team. Maybe as like um, uh, I don't they use the term that he'll be signed next year kind of thing. Like uh, he won't be signed this year, but he'll sign in the offseason to get to training camp, which I think he will get and he should get. But I think that he's taken this he's he's taken a, an approach of um, they don't want me, but that's not true because they brought thirty teams to come out and see you. But so okay. And then he oh, wanted his cameras out to paint his own narrative, which I would I agree with, like because you don't you don't trust them. Mm-hmm. Well, the you ha- they the haven't given is, you anything it's clear, to trust. It's clear that the trust has been fractured on both oh, sides, for sure, right? For sure. But so they haven't given him anything to trust them with, and he's like, "Well, I don't want you to to go." And he's wearing a, a shirt that said like uh, he's like a slave or something that like relates to him being a slave. Mm-hmm. That's not something you wear to a job interview. So there's first first I want to address the job interview thing because that's that's a common take. Mm. The NFL is a unionized environment. Yeah. This was not a job interview. He's already paid dues for the NFLPA. Mm-hmm. He's represented by the NFLPA. He is right now, currently? Yeah. Okay. He's still paying his dues. Why? Oh, because you he's an active Because he's an active NFL player. He has not retired. For example, oh, Gronkowski okay. is still in the NFLPA. Okay, but he's French. And okay, but okay, makes sense. So he, he's cool. still paying union dues. He's yeah. So this isn't a job interview. He has the job of NFL so, quarterback. So why do this? This is a job placement. So why do this? Well, it's not job placement. It is job placement. It, okay, what if nobody Because what else can he... Like, there's no other job in the NFL for him. It's okay, only yeah, NFL okay. quarterback, I right? I agree. He's a quarterback. That's his job, right? I agree, I agree. Uh, he's just not currently placed in, in, in his field. Now, the next thing is... Um, let, me, let me start with just... Let me address your take on Kaepernick. Yeah. Kaepernick Sucks. is statistically good enough to be in the NFL. And here's why. At the age of I 29... I, I didn't disagree with that. At the age of 29... I didn't disagree with that. At the age of 29, yeah. when, black, when, when, when he was initially blackballed... He spent a lot of time doing research. Shut actually, up really. listen. <laughs> Bill, actually, and this is, this is actually Bill Barnwell show, show of ESPN who, who first reported this. Show the screen all your research. It's a, it's a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> with notes. Um, but yeah, so Bill Barnwell wrote in 2017 that no quarterback at the age of 29, which he was at that time, yeah. no quarterback at the age of 29, regardless of performance, the, including the quarterback uh, whose name is Greg Marangi, who has 0-7 and, and had the, has the NFL record that stands today for the lowest completion percentage. Who's this guy, Marangi? He's a guy who none of us remember because yeah. he was awful. Yeah. He got a second contract and got to play at 29 years old. Sketchy. Exactly, and we've seen we've seen a parade of guys coming in and being offered contracts, including Mike Lennon making eighteen point five million dollars guaranteed. But that was off a great season. It, it was not. It, it was. It was the same off season that Colin Kaepernick did not get signed. But uh, Colin Kaepernick had already made a hundred million dollars. Yes, he had already made it, and the Niners are like, we don't want this guy anymore, which is fine. Get rid of him. But but how did he not get a backup job? So I'm not I'm not I'm not denying why he didn't get a backup job back then. Mm-hmm. Back then, he should have gotten so it right then, away. So then last year, when, when Josh Johnson came off the couch and started for the Washington Redskins. Very sketchy to me. But the thing is, is that the way I see it is that, and it's not right, but it's just the way it is, is that he's not good enough for the headache. And so I've, said here's, this, here's the thing. I've said this so from the Terry, beginning. Terry, you, you mentioned the headache. You've mentioned the quote-unquote circus. How yeah. many protesters were there at the workout? I know how I many. Have no idea. There was two. Okay. That's the circus. No, That's the headache. No, it's two not. People. The circus is, I need to have my cameras there. And then if you don't but show reason, up, I have to say, stop running when they brought 30 people but to the reason, you. The re- they didn't bring you 30. 25. They, they scheduled it. 
So the other thing about the work, the, the, the NFL informed Colin Kaepernick only four days before that there would be a workout scheduled and, uh, a, a, and, a, and a, uh, what's it called? And an interview. Okay. The, the Kaepernick's camp was given two hours to decide if he wanted or not. Okay. It's like basically an ultimatum. They, were, they then asked, can we move it to a Tuesday so, so that actual decision makers can be available mm-hmm. that are not traveling to, to, uh, to, uh, to away games? Uh, that are not scouting college football. Can we can we do it on a day where someone's going to see me? They said no. Can we put it on? Can we can we have cameras there? It so was that weird. That was on a Saturday. They so usually do these things on a Tuesday. They, yeah. Tuesday or Wednesday is usually the day they do yeah. it. Um, the next thing. Can, can we push it to the next Saturday then? Yeah. So we can we can have time to prepare. No. Can we bring? Can we have a camera crew so people can see what what, what we're doing? Because we don't trust that you're going to put out, in, in like. But why? Okay. Factual so, information. Okay. So I have a question about that. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's wrong. I have a question about that. What factual information would the NFL be able to give to coaches that saw what happened? But what if the coaches, what if the coaches are then instructed to say, "Hey, do do us a, do us a solid. Say he wasn't that great." So then we have another problem, but we can't assume that's what's going to no, happen. But that's not, I'm saying Colin Kaepernick doesn't trust the NFL sure, side, yeah. so he's like, "Can we have a camera crew so everyone can see yeah. for themselves?" So coaches who aren't there can see the tape. They said no. So what? And 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 when asked why, no one from the NFL has been able to answer that. That's another thing. And again, why would you give them but the just NFL two never, hours? The NFL never answers anything. They never answer anything. Mm-hmm. Roger Goodell is known to just be like, this is my decision. You can go fuck yourself. But I, again, it's, it's, I'm making $42 million bu- this year. But what's bizarre, what's bizarre though is we're seeing the opposite happen in the NBA. We're seeing player empowerment. We're seeing... We spoke about this. Transparency. Though. And dude, people love Adam Silver. Of course. People hate Goodell. Of course. One of the best t-shirts in the world is him with the clown face. It's the Barstool. Yeah, yeah the it's barstool amazing. So, um, no, but the thing about the... We, we, said, we spoke about the NFL. Just, I can show... It's just... It's very clear. The NFL's logo is a shield. It's the, it says NFL on it. Yeah. The NBA's logo is a player. They care more about the player than they do about the... They, they, they care more about the team. Absolutely, absolutely. Now... Um, you're saying that that again, not good enough to to, to be in the league. Sucks Bar- balls. Barnwell reported that NFL uh, officials on more than half the teams yeah. have told him that at this point he's good enough to still have a job in the NFL. I agree that he's good to start have a job in the NFL. I've never said yeah. otherwise. I've never. I just. But don't he doesn't though. And and I I, I like again, and, and, and I the argument the argument of system. Okay, yes, J- Jameis Winston's very different from Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, I know why people automatically assume that one would be a good replacement for the other because that's what people. No, do. I think they were leaning more towards the Bruce Arians thing. <laughs> but the other thing. But is, yeah, I get but, but here's the other thing. They always There's, say, oh, "Why doesn't he sign on the Ravens?" But the Ravens. But that's uh, what I'm saying. The, the, the Ravens run a run option playbook, right? Yeah. And the last quarterback, the last time we saw him be successful was with Harbaugh's brother, who's, by the way, very good with quarterbacks. Both of them are very good with quarterbacks, very good at coaching, and, and have a, enough balls to put their ego aside to, to build a system around the talent they have. So that's another thing is that and a big argument that people have is like when Jim Harbaugh left, he started sucking. He wasn't as good. Yeah, but the coaching so in the system there's wasn't only, as good. There's only one guy. In the world that can coach you, basically. No, is what, but what the guy they had saying. after that wasn't awful. But like, I, he's on the, he's on so the NFL at, either, right? I look at guys like Alex Smith. Kelly's like, not there either. People ask, like, why is Alex Smith, well, why does he keep on getting jobs? Because he's been performing decently with, like, 11 different offensive coordinators. You, where Kaepernick had one guy, one good coach. As soon as that guy's gone, he forgets how to play football. Well, so, no, but, but he was... But, what's the no, difference? But Kelly, what's the outlier? No, but Kelly was also known for creating a system that people had to adhere to 100%. Uh, and if you don't have the skill set to play in that system, then you... Like you, it'll a, never improve. He's, he's a, a college. He's a real college guy. Alex Smith rehab uh, video was yeah, that's pretty impressive. Man. Yeah, yeah. I hope he comes back soon. He's a good. Hope player. so too. Um, 
Adam Schefter he should come back because the Redskins look awful. Adam Schefter even reported that teams apo- reached out to Colin Kaepernick to apologize. to apologize that they can't make the workout because it's on a Saturday. But there was 25 teams that said they were going to be there, though. That said they were going to be okay, there. Okay, only eight showed. Only eight showed to his workout. No, no, six showed to his workout. Only eight showed to Atlanta. To Atlanta, huh? So that's different. So, but that's the thing is like, so I agree with all that, that the NFL was, there's something sketchy on both sides. Here. Yeah, look, like I said, what happens, what happens now is the trust has been broken, so neither side trusts the other side, right? So yeah. Colin Kaepernick wants to control the narrative. And here's the other thing. The NFL, the NFL the wants, your, to, wants to him to sign a standard waiver. You know what the difference in this waiver was? It included a thing oh, yeah, about not being able to sue them for grimy, collusion. Grimy. Why, would you, why would you sign something that your, your own lawyers have told you not to sign? And why would you sign something that gives away your own rights? So I'm okay with him like moving the, the and with the cameras there. I mean, I don't... Like obviously, where nobody was in the conversation, nobody read the read the lawyers' letters. Not nobody, not everybody knew what was going on. So I'm okay with him moving and saying, "Okay, you don't want to give me what I need to do. I'll record it myself and put it out there." I'm very 2019. I'm 100 percent okay with that. But to me, it's like I feel like he's acting as if there wasn't an opportunity. The opportunity was presented to you. Mm-hmm. What you decided to do is rip on the organization that's trying to place you in a position. I don't think they're trying to place him. So my question is, why would they do this? After, after three years, why now? Why, what's the benefit? And here's what I thought of. One is the waiver. Yeah. It's an opportunity to get him to sign the waiver. Yeah. Secondly, we don't know the terms of the NFL settlement. Perhaps the NFL settlement, um, perhaps the NFL settlement uh, dictated terms that uh, they needed to, to show an effort to try and place Colin Kaepernick. There's also the theory that uh, Jay-Z's taken uh, a hit uh, well, in PR, I don't, although I don't think he has a leverage on the NFL. To no, but I think he has... Um I think he has a stake in a team, no, or the Giants. No, he has a no. He's he works for the NFL. He's the NFL. he's a social justice. Uh, he's someone there to promote social justice, basically. But then people were like, "Well, how can you promote social justice if yeah. Colin Kaepernick's on Lon League?" Yeah. So, but I don't think he has enough power in the organization no, to to really has, leverage. He has not any, not enough power. He has zero power. And here's what's something interesting, though. This was reported by Mina Kimes of ESPN, who's probably one of the smartest people at the organization. Sure. Um, She's all right. I mean. Just, Business reporter for the <laughs> for the New York Times, <laughs> National York Post, before. But anyway, um, she she said that what if there are teams that are interested, but they don't want to be singled out as the teams that are interested, so they use this as like cover for them because there's still teams, even so, with all the circumstances, teams went out of their way. They drove an hour away from the Falcons complex because yeah. I know where that school is. By the way, oh, yeah. it's in the middle of nowhere. Okay, there you go. It's in the middle of nowhere. There you go. So the thing is, is that all these teams. Uh, they're obviously scared to do something. Mm-hmm. They've obviously been warned, or and something was the, told to not warn. Like, what's if the you point do of having all fun. that fuck you money if you're going to be scared? So that's a, exactly that's my point. Is that just do it? What's the what yeah. are they going to do? Kick you out of the league? They they won't. You think they're going to kick the Baltimore Ravens they, out of the league? They kept Donald Sterling in the NBA for, <laughs> for as long as they did. They've let the, the Davis family own the Raiders. Yeah, they let the Spinos family <laughs> ruin the Chargers year after year. It doesn't make sense. It so, doesn't make sense. So for these teams to not to not do it, there's a reason to why. And I don't. I just think that they just they're trying to avoid a spectacle. And it always seems like he just makes the wrong decisions, Colin Kaepernick. Like he doesn't. I don't think. I don't think there was a right hand- decision to make. Though. Yeah, he doesn't handle. But I feel like he doesn't handle things properly. So we say that, but also, um, this is the first time we've heard him speak. 
No. This whole thing, this is the first time we heard him speak since. Well, I mean, you've seen him a bunch, I guess, but yeah, yeah. But I, since really in front of a camera, it's true. I, I don't, I don't remember any other because he has it. Yeah. It's stuff coming out of his camp for yeah, sure. Okay, but okay. that's all handled by agent, agents, lawyers, yeah. right? Like that's not him. This is the first time we've heard him speak when he he made the address stop running. I thought it was a bit of a weird address. Like I'm not, I'm not completely pro Kaepernick. Like the, there's there's things on both sides. I'm not crazy about. That was the one thing I found a bit of a weird statement because at the he end. chose to he chose to. He does, I feel like he doesn't want to actually want to play. He chose, I disagree. He Cause, chose because he, has, those three he minutes. has no benefit to playing and earning no money. He chose those three minutes to vent mm-hmm. instead of come out and say, this is what I'm doing. Forget about the NFL. He, he's basically putting all the onus on the NFL when he should say, listen, I think I'm good enough. I want to play in the NFL. He didn't say these words. I want to play in the NFL. I think I can be a good quarterback in the NFL at any role, whatever mm-hmm. it is. I think I'm good enough. He didn't say that. He but said, here's, here's the NFL, thing. stop running. This is what we did. Stop running. That's all he but said. But here's the thing. So it, it appears as though the NFL wants him to show contrition. But what did he do wrong? Contrition yeah, for what? He hasn't done anything wrong. But the, it seems clear that they want him to, to sort of like bow down. And, and, and now they seem to want but him to kneel. Good, but that's good. Weirdly enough. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly good enough. But that's good though. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's and with good. that, it's time for... You turned me a bit. The news. That's what happens when you get research there. <laughs> Ah, Terry, it's the news, or is it an interview? Uh, Shall we do just do the interview first? Hasn't answered yet. Yeah, maybe it's been. Oh, I'll message. Oh, this is not great for no, live. No, she just answered. It's okay. It's fine. She good to go now. We'll take her now. I'm. Uh, I'm asking her now. I was about. I was about to tell. Say what her actual Skype name is on. Uh, no, definitely don't. Do no, that. don't do that one. Don't do that one. Just hand Eagle the phone. Uh, so how did you meet Veronica, Terry? Tell on us Twitter, about that. On Twitter. Okay. She, uh, I forgot what she said. I think I was just like it was a retweet kind of thing, and then I just started following her. And then uh, uh, I had messaged her to see if she wanted to come on the show, and then I found out she lived in Vancouver. Um, and and then from there we just kind of you know we just follow each other on Twitter, and she follows Hot Sauce. We follow uh, Happy Hour, and uh, no, she's very she's very funny. I like I'm a, I'm a big fan of her on uh, online, but she's not ready yet. But it's right there. It's in there. But yeah, so we're going to talk with her. We're going to talk Habs. She's a huge Habs fan. That's she's awesome. uh, she's uh, big on uh, politics too. And she's super sarcastic, which I like too. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll fit in just fine. Oh, she'll fit in great. Did she ask? Nope. <laughs> nope. All right. Filibuster. <laughs> filibuster. This is filibuster. This is filibuster. I nailed it. Yeah. See? Okay, let's, do, let's do one topic and then if anything, we'll switch over. Ah, Terry, it's the news. I, I don't have it up in front of me though because... Uh, we were supposed to do an interview. Mike Babcock is no longer. That's not the first story. I feel like we should because it's hockey related. It's actually hockey good related. Segue. It's good to do this. It's good to do this, and then we'll go with her live. So Mike, ba- Mike ba- Babcock, largely reported asshole, he's fired. Yes, he is. Your uh, take. <laughs> my take on why he was fired. My take on why he was fired is because uh, there's a few reasons. One, he wasn't. Uh, this is the narrative that's being painted right now. He wasn't Kyle Dubas's guy. Kyle Dubas is the general manager of the Leafs. He wasn't his guy. Kyle Dubas is like, okay, I'll give him a couple years. Let's see where he goes. Three years in a row, they get bounced in the first round. Yeah. His first year, they didn't make the playoffs. Young team, fine. The next three years, they get bounced in the first round. One, the last year, they lost to Boston in seven. So, there's, coaching changes happen all the time. Mm-hmm. The thing about Mike Babcock is he's always been painted as like the best coach in the NHL. When... He is a good coach. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt he's a good coach. He's won three Stanley Cups with the Detroit Red Wings. He's made a lot of Hall of Famers on that team. 
Olympics. So, Olympics. Well, anybody can take that fucking team. McGill. Anyway. Yeah. But like, I don't think he won anything with McGill though. No, but McGill's always had a good hockey program, and I think he's one of the main reasons. He went to McGill too, I think. Well, um, but also the thing is, he also but he had Hall of Famers on his team that allowed the Redskins, the, the Red Wings, of course, to too. Right? Datsuk, Zetterberg, yeah, Lidstrom, best defenseman of all time. You had two Hall of Fame, well, Hall of Fame goalies, Chris Osgood and Mike Vernon, I, who could make an argument to be in the Hall I of Fame. I think Chris Osgood. I, I feel like people keep doing that with Chris Osgood. I'm like, how do you keep a guy with three Stanley Cup runs out of the Hall of Fame? He replaced Hasek for that last one, by the way, because Hasek was awful. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just, it's too... So he gets fired. So they have a crazy offense yeah. that they weren't able to score. Their defense, balls, sucks. They have Mike Riley, Morgan Riley, not bad. But other than Tyson Barry, they signed in the offseason. I like Tyson Barry, but I don't think he's a number one guy. So I think our, our guest is ready to go. She's going to come in the middle of our conversation. And well, yeah, we'll talk to her. Yeah, about so I just, well. I just don't think that... Um, I just don't. I think that it was it was due for a coaching change. Um, and, and to your and point, I'm, you said that I mean, you said that it's not. Uh, it's not. Uh, my, my Manic Babcock wasn't uh, Cal Dubas's guy. Cal Dubas has been paying Sheldon Keefe a lot of money to coach the Marlies. We all knew at some point he was going to get promoted. They 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 paid him as an entry level NHL head coach to coach the Marlies just because they wanted him to stay in the system. Yeah. So it's clear they want to keep him around. Now we see him getting promoted. Uh, to get that job. So the thing is with that is that we're actually wait for our guest. Uh, well, no, we, they can't hear that. No, they can't hear us. Okay. No, the, so we hear uh, that, they the thing hear with that. that is that they hired him. They brought him in. Um, they brought him in. He had like a fourteen million dollar salary cap in the AHL. Mm-hmm. So like he had the best players available to him. Yes. And they just they just never. It's so. I don't know how well he's gonna do with the, with this team. Forget about this season. Mm-hmm. Basically, forget about this season. This season for uh, for the Maple Leafs, if they make the playoffs, which I don't think they can, the East is extremely tough to play with. Yeah, I can tell you, nobody can hear that. So I know, but what if you just keep talking? <laughs> it's oh, uh, hello, Veronica. Hey guys, how's it going? Good, you you're actually live right now. Okay, sweet. Can you Hi everybody. Eagle? <laughs> Eagle, can you confirm that people can hear her? Yes, people. All right, can hear her. people, people can hear her. Uh, okay. Veronica, my name is Pease, uh, and this is Terry. You've hey, been Pease. talking to Terry on uh, Twitter, of course. Uh, thanks yeah. for joining us today. You're of joining course. a podcast uh, that, while we're not like we don't cover a lot of local topics, we are our proud Montrealers. We're proud Montreal Canadiens fans. Terry is a awesome. season ticket uh, holder. Yeah. I am a season ticket moocher, and <laughs> uh, and Eagle is a guy who drives us to the games. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're super happy to have you on here. But what's curious, what so I find much. curious is, uh, Veronica, you're out on the West Coast. Why would you do this to yourself? Why would you? <laughs> why would you be a Canadians fan in this era? It's a bit of a long story, but um, I'm from Chile originally. But when my family immigrated to Canada, we moved to Montreal. Okay, uh, there you go. Yeah, so we lived there for for a few years on the West Island, and of course, um, the rest is history. That's cool. That's cool. And, and uh, you left here because our winters are awful and the West yeah. Coast is much better. <laughs> I imagine. Well, we moved around a lot for my dad's work. So we've lived at a bunch of places. We actually lived in Ottawa as well in Saskatoon oh. and uh, moved back to Chile for a while. And um, we lived in Ecuador also for a spell. Oh. But um, yeah, so we've lived all over. But um, once you're a Montreal Canadiens fan, you always are. Can for you better or worse. Hockey when you're in like uh, South America or everything, or is it impossible? No, 
it it's really difficult. But um, when the Stanley Cup playoffs were on, um, mm. those of us that had cable would have ESPN, and ESPN would carry, you know, that's back when American teams hockey. and. Well, ESPN. Pardon me. That's back when ESPN used to carry hockey. Well, international ESPN might be a different story. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. But just the finals, like not every game or anything. Yeah. Yeah, not the first round. They will never. No, no, no. No money in it internationally for hockey. No, absolutely not. Not in Ecuador anyway. No. (laughs) That's true. That's true. I can't imagine the ratings are great in Ecuador. So, so you became a Habs fan early, and then you kind of stuck with it. You didn't jump on the Canucks bandwagon back then. No, never. And people, when I first moved to to Vancouver, and I continued to be a Habs fan, people would say, "Well, why why aren't you cheering for the Canucks now?" And I was like, "It it just doesn't even compute for me. Like I don't. You're loyal. I'm just loyal. Yeah, that's good. Of course." I, so I, are we struggling? Struggling. I get that because like yeah. I'm I'm a um, I'm a Miami Dolphins fan Miami. and I'm a Chocolatey oh, fan. I, yeah. I can't choose a team for life for me. As a child, <laughs> I was very dumb. Um, so both, <laughs> your team, both your teams had successes way before you were born. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and, and w- the thing I see, Veronica, when I when I see now what's happening with with Carey Price is I see the parallels to Dan Marino. And I'm curious about your thoughts. <laughs> like, have have the Montreal Canadiens wasted the prime? <laughs> wasted. One no. of the careers of no. one of the best quarterback, one of the best uh, goaltenders in, 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 in a generation, basically. Yeah. Well, he is a quarterback. I don't think yeah. that they've wasted anything. Um, I think that he's had a ton of success in his career. The only thing that he's missing is the Stanley Cup. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, I believe that opinions are divided, but starting to sort of swing another way. I think that after the arrival of, I mean, first of all, thank God for Bob Gainey for drafting him. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but Trevor since Kinnan's he arrived more than anyone else, but anyway. yeah, yes, credit where it's due. But um, <laughs> it, it, I think that thank God for Mark Bergevin, honestly, because he once he arrived i mean we're in year seven right of the so-called five-year plan the mythical yeah. five-year plan that yeah. he never said that he had however um well bob gainey's he, five-year plan was just sign a bunch of uh yeah. washed up players <laughs> yeah that was awful <laughs> hoping for a miracle and but take, they did make it to the, the easter conference final that's true that's true um but there's one run in that team like yeah, you you have to get it and if you don't get it there um yeah but uh, when you look at the team today Mm-hmm. The only player who is still there from the day that Mark Bruzban arrived, other than Carey Price, is Brent is Brendan Gallagher. Mm-hmm. So he's basically shipped everybody out of town, including the core players, mm-hmm. and he's built this team around Carey Price. And I think that he's also done a like, I mean, you know, it's going sideways. This is what I tend to do. But when we're looking at what's happening with the Leafs right now, for example, and they just fired a team Canada's coach yesterday. Yeah. We just um, talked about it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, you, yeah, we like your opinion on it. Yeah. After, afterwards. Yeah. You know more yeah. than we do. So yeah, <laughs> you're smarter than us. By I don't a know long, about that. By I don't a know long about stretch, that. So. <laughs> but, um, so, I think that one of the main things that Mark Bergevin has done in the the construction of the current roster is he's not only looked at talent because he's been scoffed for, you know, a lot of the moves that he's made. Um, Turns out that a lot of them are looking really good right now. And I think that one of the main things that he's done, um, and I'm hearkening back to uh, the Guelph Storm uh, GM last year when, uh, when they were headed to the final, he said that, um, 
you've got a lot of players here who, you know, some of them have been drafted by the NHL and we're obviously looking at very talented hockey players, but the most important thing for him when acquiring a player is to do the character check. Mm-hmm, and I think it. that that I think that that's what Mark Bergevin has done, and I think that that's something that's missing in Toronto. Um, when you fail to have production, I don't care who the coach is. Mm-hmm. When you when you're failing to win games with the likes of John Tavares, William Nylander, uh, Austin Matthews, uh, you know. Uh, well, Marner Marner's hurt right now, he's but that's up, yeah. he's not a reason that they lost six games in regulation oh, no, in a no, row. No. Yeah. You know, so I think <laughs> I think yeah. that um, that's one of the important things that Mark Bergman has done here is he's considering character and culture. And uh, uh, somebody said, uh, call it a player who called into not a player, a listener who called into the post game show last year was talking about Carey Price, and he said. Carey Price has won everything. and Except for Stanley Cup. Except for the Stanley Cup. And you p- put the team in front of him, and mm-hmm. he'll win. And so I think that it's been painful, but Carey Price is in his prime right now. I don't believe that his years have been wasted. I think that there was a, a sort of a sidetrack narrative that was built over the summer when Carey Price said that what he wanted to do was win now. like, yeah. And that's just because reporters kept saying, hey, the future's so bright. And you guys are going to be so good in a few years. And Carey Price was like, obviously, as you would, he, he said, you know, I kind of want to win now. Yeah, you know? And I mean when you're considering the start that they've gotten off to, I mean, everybody kind of levels off, but when you look at uh, uh, the character on this team, I don't see a a catastrophe in their future. You know, like they're playing really well together. They play for each other. They love each other. They're accountable to each other. So I think that um, if I'm Carrie Price, I'm liking what I'm seeing right now. I just, and I don't feel like anything's been wasted. I think that's a media narrative. Of course, yeah. And I that's think, what uh, we do. Yeah. And, but in <laughs> Montreal, you, 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 mentioned, you mentioned the post-game show. We know which station you're talking about. And yeah. that station, as good as it is, they've also, they're also flip-flopping. Like one day, the, after the Habs beat the Bruins at home, uh, they were talking about how the Dano line is the top five line in the NHL. <laughs> the next day, they lose to the Stars. They start talking yeah. about how they never win battles. So it's yeah. like the, this team can Lafreniere never win battles. season. Yeah, Lafreniere season, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, if we yeah, can get yeah. Lafreniere, that's fine. I watched the kid play <laughs> growing up, and the kid is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not in the cards always, for us. No, not even close. No. So, no, I don't think he's in the cards. Because the thing is, that a, lot of, a lot of the Habs fans here is that they're, they're, they're frustrated because the Habs have never committed to the rebuild. They've never committed to tanking. Mm-hmm. There's, Habs have never tanked. Yeah. And the Leafs tanked, and they got Matthews. We tanked, and we got... Kotkaniemi, who hasn't really panned out yet, you know what I mean, and I he's think been he all right. well, he's been alright. He's nineteen. Like, yeah, he's nineteen. Yeah. This, that's what I'm saying. He's like, but we we're, we're rushing him already. Mm-hmm. So everybody's yeah. talking about how he's not playing well this year and how they faked his injury. But it's the media plays a huge part in the success in this team, and there is a lot of good character guys in this team. Gallagher, you can talk about him for years. How much character this guy is. Same thing yeah. with Domi. As dumb as the penalties he yeah. takes, Carey Price. Yeah. Same thing. Shea Weber. I mean, when Shea Weber came here, Pease and I, we disagree on this, but I like the trade because I like Shea Weber and his character. Nothing against P.K. Subban. I just like Shea Weber and the way he is and the way he plays. And I yeah. think that the media plays a huge part in the success in the city, and it's, it's sad. Yeah. It's sad. And I think, I think that the media also played a huge part in sort of creating the divisiveness in Montreal over that trade yeah. because I remember when it happened, and I, I, was, I was P.K. Subban's biggest supporter. 
like I wrote three articles about this guy when I used to work for Have Size on the Prize. And I was a huge fan of his. And the day that the trade happened, I was kind of like, I had spent the whole previous season, like, you know, when the rumors began that he was going to be traded, I was like, he's not going to be traded after how much we have suffered as fans all season. That would never happen to us. He would never do that to us. But, um, you know, something interesting that I've talked about on the happy hour when we talked about um, the trade and our feelings around the trade, it was right after the season was over and PK was at the NHL awards and he started calling out the team and calling out the organization from the top down. And I was like, Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. There's something there. (laughs) What are you doing? You know, they're not going to like this. But, um, so when the trade happened, I was, I was like floored. And it was that same day when he, um, was being interviewed, I guess it was his press conference or his conference call or whatever. And he said during that conference call, you know, he said, well, I really like my chances now of winning a Stanley Cup. Well, yeah, and my back made, went yeah. up. My back went up when I heard that. And I said, wait, you, are you dissing my team? <laughs> and when I heard that and I felt that, I knew I was going to be fine. Don't get the I knew, I, after you. <laughs> no, I, yeah. my loyalty was still intact. You, you know, but um, the the sort of storm that was created that entire year within the media over that trade and especially because the Preds went all the way to the finals mm-hmm. it was it was sort of like I just kind of felt like the, if the media is not moving on they, people a lot of people in Montreal take their cue from the media yeah. and it just it was really frustrating for me and I just I'm, I'm trying to uh, always be kind of even keel about this thing like the run that they're on now and like i don't expect them to win every game all the way to the middle of april and you know in the nhl i don't know exactly and for and for scoring yeah i think they're fifth in the nhl for goals scored yeah it's because they have to yeah they've they've had to absolutely Um, I kind of like Weber and Sherratt, you guys. Oh, for sure, yeah. That actually, that pairing is nice. And Petrie's been playing decently too. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's but, great. Yeah, and, I mean, there's guys like Kulak who you might have a game on, game off. Uh, I like Mete. Yeah. Mete's he's progressed really well. He actually yes, well, he has two this year. Two goals. He has two goals this year. So, three. Yeah. three. He had two. In, go, he yeah. had two against Boston. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. My bad. It's true. You're right. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. I will never second guess your opinion ever, <laughs> ever again. Uh, but I'm, I'm just saying is that I like the team. I like what they're doing. Obviously, they have some holes to fill. Hopefully, they can. Mm-hmm. But I just—it's always if you lose tonight, the season's over. If you win tomorrow, yes. Stanley Cup. That's, that's what it is. In that's exactly. Montreal. Montreal's very knee-jerk when it comes oh to the Canadians. Uh, Veronica, so <laughs> um, again, you know, maybe I just—I'm I'm fascinated by the whole thing, and I know now yeah. that you lived in Montreal and so on and so forth, but. Yeah. Uh, what got you to start the Happy Hour podcast? Uh, what got you to thinking, you know what, I need to do a Montreal Canadiens podcast for the <laughs> West Coast? Yeah. Well, I cannot take credit for the idea of starting the Happy Hour. That was uh, Dave at MetalDave01 on Twitter. He, um, you know, he and I became friends on Twitter. Like, he was one of the few fans that I could still talk to, like, during the, I guess, the season two years ago where it went really bad and everything yeah. went to hell like, and we didn't like make the playoffs system, and, you know you need to talk exactly to yeah. so we way. yeah there were very few people on twitter that i could talk to and and remain optimistic and and kind of say well no i i believe in mark bergevin and what he's doing and whatever decision he's going to make and all of that stuff and so dave like he and i would talk offline a lot and he introduced me to beth who's at either week on twitter and he just said what if we do a podcast and i'm like 
okay. <laughs> Why not? And at the time, it was like we were, I was at least a little bit apprehensive about the idea because this is like during the darkest days of mm. March of 2018. And I was like, I don't know if we can start a Habs Positivity podcast, <laughs> but here we are. Like, you know, we're the OG in that department. And I'm yeah. pretty, I'm pretty proud of what we've done. And, 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 Really, I look forward to talking to Beth and Dave every week because we don't, I mean, we mostly do agree on everything because our outlook is is pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, I always I always love to hear what they have to think. But the, no, the podcast was entirely Dave's idea. And where are they from? They're from here? From Montreal? And we're, none of us are in the same location. Oh, Dave is based in Albany. Okay. Okay. Beth is ba- based in Virginia. Jeez. And originally, Ashley, who... Um, now she got married and, and, and bought a new house and she's expecting a baby and everything else and she can't join us every week anymore. But she is based in like the greater Toronto area. Wow, I like it. It's Virginia, so, yeah. Virginia, Habs fans of Virginia. Yes. They are, so I was going to say, they are everywhere. I went when everywhere. I went down to Nashville last year and I got to say, they do love P.K. Subban there. They do because I went to Nashville um, <laughs> last year and they keep on asking Do they me, still? Yeah, it's a, it's a hockey town. There. Like, yeah. It's become a hockey town. It's well, it's, it's a drinking town. Have you been to Nashville, yeah, yeah. Veronica? It's yeah. a par- no, I haven't. So it's on my bucket the, list. So it's the amazing. way the way it starts, there's a strip, right? It's the the Broadway. Broadway yeah. yeah, it's a strip. Yeah. It's not too long. It's not like Vegas. It's not super long. But right at the beginning of it, it's Bridgestone Arena, so where the where the Preds play. Oh, right. Yeah. So and at the end of it, past the bridge, is where the Titans play. So everything is allocated to that right. specific area. And after the games and stuff, that city is nuts. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, All it's insane. Yeah. Um, they they do they do love him there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they but, have a big poster of him on the building. But there's so many people I run into oh, wow. that are Montreal yeah. Canadiens fans in Nashville. Oh, that's crazy! It, it, it's always amazing. We forget just by being here that, in a sense, the Canadians are kind of like the New York Yankees of the NHL, right? Like they're, Cowboys, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, I know, never or, forget. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, yes, because but you're not in the city, right? Like for us, we <laughs> no, take right. for granted. Like for us, they're our <laughs> local team. Yeah, that's it. So it's kind of cool when you go on the road and like there's people like, oh, you're from Montreal, so yeah. you must love the Canadians. Like, yeah, and they're like they go on and on I about w- Canadians. I wore my hat, awesome. my Habs hat, and it's actually a nice hat. I wore it around, and uh, people are like, oh, nice hat, nice hat, go Habs, go. Like it was weird, but I thought they were just like tourists and stuff, or they just mm-hmm. hockey fans. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. It, the thing about Habs is that their their fan base does travel well. Yeah. And, and listening to that post game show that you, mess- that you, that you mentioned, mm-hmm. there's always guys calling in from random cities. That's true. And yes. Yeah, yeah, always. And I love it. It's, and it's, tons it's, of fans in BC. Like when yeah. you go to games at uh, Rogers Arena, the Montre- uh, the Habs games in, Mon- in Rogers Arena, it, the fans there, like we outnumber the Canucks fans like two to one. Uh, in and Florida, it's like eighteen to one. Well, because yeah. those are all people that used to live. They're in all Montrealers, yeah. The snowbirds. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, funny story from the last game uh, last November, when the Habs were here, because it's just once a year that they come. Um, I was sitting in the end, you know, uh, where the Habs shoot twice, and it was like that's where most of the Habs fans tend to sit is in that end, and uh, one of the one of the a goal was scored. I don't remember by whom for the Habs and we were standing up and cheering and I was kind of turning around to high five any fans behind me. And I looked up and about five rows up, there was a guy that I had known in Chile like 20 years ago. And I, I'm like, Oh my God. And so we got together and started talking and everything. And he, he now lives in Kelowna and 30 Habs fans rented a bus and came all the way from Kelowna just to go to the Habs game. That's pretty awesome. Love it. And so that's dedication. 
Yeah, There's exactly. He's also he's cool. also a Chilean who um, was raised in Canada. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then moved back to Chile. So let's get your um, quickly. I don't know. I know you don't have a lot of time, but let's get your yeah. uh, your, your opinion on the Babcock situation. My opinion on the Babcock. Babcock situation is it kind of was summed up like we've talked about it on the happy hour we don't devote too much time to the Leafs except for when situations like this are happening but um, we've talked about it before and we just think that those players the opposite it's basically the opposite of what we've got going on with the Montreal Canadiens I believe that those players just got mishmashed together somebody looked at a spreadsheet looked at how you know, what, how good their numbers were and put them all on the same hockey team and didn't account for how they were going to fit together. Um, I don't think they like each other. That's my <laughs> mantra. And um, t- two or three nights ago on the weekend anyway, uh, after another time that, you know, one of the many times that the Leafs lost, I saw a Babcock on uh, the postgame show on TSN and he was saying, you know, we've just got to, really remind ourselves that we're a family and we're all a family in there and family, family, family. And it was almost like he was begging them to figure that part out because you don't, I don't care how much talent you have. If you don't have that other element, at least not in the NHL, you you have to play together and for each other. And because you're going to battle every night. Mm -hmm. And so they don't have that. And I think that Babcock just understood that about these players. You know, I think that they're, they've got the Morgan Riley, they've got Mitch Marner, they've got, uh, I can't even think of, maybe John Tavares, yeah. who understand what has to be done to win a game, but that's it. Yeah, that's where it ends. That's, that's another thing, too, is that you, no matter how good of a coach you are, and we, I think we can all agree that Babcock is a good coach. Mm-hmm. Right? Team he's Canada, a wonderful coach. Yeah, he's a great coach. He's not very liked, obviously. No. A lot of stories are coming out now yeah. about asshole things that he's done, Mike, Mike Commodore you know, specifically. And oh Mike, and well, Mike, that the, guy. I didn't even know who he was until yesterday. <laughs> so Mike Madano's story is crazy to me. And what uh, is it? So it's he's played one thousand four hundred ninety nine games in his career. Yeah. His last two games in the NHL, ba- Mike Babcock healthy scratched him when he was playing for the Red Wings. <laughs> yeah. So there's th- there's things like that. He that must have say. done something. But he's Mike Madano. He's a Hall of Famer. You just put him in for one game. You know yeah. what I mean? So literally one shift. One shift. Yeah. And That's it's not it. even like you're like struggling yeah, to get into enough. the playoffs. Like they're irrelevant games just fucking put you in, right? Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, you, you don't we don't know what happened <laughs> behind the scenes, obviously, but we can't There's say two that. Sides he saw to Mike Madano and yeah. he was like, Mike Madano's sexy as hell. I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm not playing Mike Madano. But that's it. So Babcock is always the team, uh, the system. It's what what this is more important than your individuality. And well, that's remember why, that's why he was, at the Olympics he, was he wouldn't even play PK Subban. That's yeah. it. Well, PK Subban was the seventh defenseman on the team because he yeah. didn't fit that style, which I understood. But also, it's like PK Subban also brings you a completely different aspect of the game. Yeah, and he might help you out in a certain extent. But Babcock is very stuck in his own ways, and I think we've seen that throughout the years. It was just masked by success in Detroit. Admittedly, he was defenseman number seven on that roster, though. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He so, was. Yeah, I mean, pay attention, Eagle. <laughs> Web, Weber, well, Dowdy, Keith, Seabrook. I mean, I don't know where I would put Petrangelo, Petrangelo, and Bomeister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And back then, I wouldn't put Subban ahead in any of them because he was very young. He was young, and they were still, all still under prime. Still a great player. Yeah. I think he just came off of the, the half-season Norris Trophy that he won. Veronica, thanks for joining us. You can catch... It's my pleasure. Happy Hour anywhere you catch your podcast. Wherever you're catching Hot Sauce Sports, you can catch Happy Hour. Uh, for a follow on Twitter, it is at Chili underscore Pepper. Chili as in the country, not as in the pepper. <laughs> and uh, it fits in well because Hot Sauce, we have our, like our, yes. episode, our episode this week is there's something about Chili. 
You know what I mean? So awesome. There's something about Veronica. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you, Veronica, you. for joining us. Thank you. Uh, we love talking to Hab, so we'll get you on soon. Hopefully, uh, next time you visit us uh, in Montreal, feel free to get, drop us a line. And, I'll uh, give you my I season, will do that. I'll give you my season tickets, Veronica. Uh, if you come well, for that oh, game. my God. I'm coming at the end of February. <laughs> there you go. They're Great. yours. They're yours for free. <laughs> I promise. I promise. Great. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, okay? <laughs> Thanks so much, you guys. Thank you, Veronica. Have a great one. Okay. Bye. What a gem. She's Absolutely. awesome. She's awesome. You just gave away the tickets you're going to give me. God damn it. Yeah, Sarah. those specific ones. God damn it. <laughs> so uh, so she has, she's got some good points. She's a very positive person. Yeah. I don't think she said anything. I like how she said And as soon as we were starting to get a little shitty, she's like, well, you know, like she kind of yeah, tried yeah, to, yeah. She put us back on the positive she route. Like, she's, our vibe is, again, to make fun of everything. Of course, yeah. And, and like, I love how she's talking about how her and her co-hosts all like get along and have yeah. similar dispositions. We like, hate each other. Our, our whole <laughs> thing is based on you and I disagreeing all, all the, time, the time, and all of us always yelling at Eagle. Eagle, and then Duke and is just Duke frustrated. And Duke is just blasted in the corner. Duke is frustrated because a color didn't fit with a font. I was about to ask him, like, but where's your drama then? <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Are you a real Habs fan if you don't hate them? <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, seriously, if, awesome. you, if you don't hate the Habs, you can't love the Habs, yeah, I mean, right? Like, that's, that's the disposition when you're but in she, the city. She is, uh, for sure, a breath of fresh air. And one. much smarter than us, by a long shot. Oh. I mean, there's no doubt. Ready to talk some shit about the NFL? Yeah, yeah. Ah, Terry, it's the news. Uh, so, okay, we talked, we talked already about Colin Kaepernick. The other uh, stories to break this week, uh, Mason Rudolph apparently may have used the racial slur that led to this, this exchange between him and Miles Garrett. Writing's not that easy, oh, but Grammarly can help. This is why this we yell at you. is grammatically It's not my fault. Just tell me and I'll do the do trick. Give me timestamps to get the whole thing. It's fine. Just figure it out. For those listening to the show, I am staring angrily at, e- at Eagle. Four passes defensed. And now a sack. And he'll be the AFC nope. Defensive Player of the Week. You're giving it to him right now. I am. Oh, it was because it was last week. It was, it was right There's after the show. Yeah, yeah. As... Ooh, hello. Whoa. I love pouncing uh, Just because of this. Yeah, yeah. Mason Rudolph got Pouncy man, ultimate team guy. What in yeah. the world? You know who else is the team guy? Miles Garrett. Believe Miles Garrett. Fair. The two guys in this whole situ- in this whole scenario that are real, that are team guys. Well, maybe Miles Garrett a little less because of the situation, but, well, Pouncey. but Miles, Mike Pouncy. The thing is, Miles no, Garrett is being in. being portrayed as like an ultra violent guy. This is legitimately his first defense. Um, here's another thing. Uh, helmet there swinging were, has already happened in the NFL, and last time it resulted in the following penalty: two preseason games and one regular season game. Who was it again? Uh, Ant, uh, Antoine Smith of the Houston yes. Texans swung a helmet at Richie Incognito. Yes. Which, to be fair, most people want to swing a helmet at Richie Incognito. It's Richie Incognito, so you have to look at the target. If the target's a doofus, but come on, Mason Rudolph has a doofus face. He, he's he looks so much like the. This is my dad. My dad has money. Yeah. To let me into the club face. Exactly. Is unbelievable. And his dad is the Philip Rivers. There you go. Yeah. Now, no, no justification for having done this, no. right? Because absolutely assault. But no but, can but, but do. He's, In his, what he's saying is that Mason Rudolph uttered a racial slur at him. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of triggered now, him. It, could, him be, off. it I, could be either. It didn't happen. It could have happened. Well, I don't believe that. So here's the interesting part. Every NFL game, the refs the coach and the quarterback is automatically mic'd up based on the new regulations and everything so in theory we mm-hmm. have the audio of whatever happened in that little but he also scrum. like the thing is he may have missed the refs are in there and the quarterback is in there definitely well, the I mean, quarterback's it's, there it's in his helmet so his helmet must be
Uh, yeah, but still, Pretty, you know, if actually, it, it might not be. If like, anything, Miles Garrett might have been holding the mic. But there's no, but so many, there's so many of those boom things. There's so many of those they can. But pick even up sound, then, yeah. if the quarterback falls to the ground, like Garrett's on top of him, right? And you see uh, Rudolph trying to rip Garrett's helmet off first. Yeah, I'm sure you're catching the audio in that scrum. Like of you course, hear like yeah, the yeah. noise in it. For sure, the audio is out there. But, but whether or not it's shared or not. But even even if so, it might not. It might be. It might be real. It might be real. It might be fabrication. It might be Miles Garrett. Thought he heard something. It might be Mason Rudolph lost his temper in the moment and said something he didn't mean. You know what I mean? I, I hope or it's not that. Mean. No, or did mean? Or did mean? Well, I don't think anyone ever means racism. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this about Mason Rudolph is that when he got signed, apparently he had liked a tweet from Tommy Loren that was ripping on Colin Kaepernick like two years ago, and everybody keeps on bringing it up. Mm-hmm. Tommy Loren is an like she's a very right wing uh, politician, politician, um, political media person, analyst, whatever you want to call it. And so he liked one of her tweets based on Colin Kaepernick. And people think that he's a racist because of that. And I think that... So now, if this happened, there should be fucking sound. No? Yeah. Absolutely. But either, either, way, either way, so the thing is... I, want, I will say one thing about this. Um, the NFL reacted differently in this case because it happened in, in prime time. And like everyone's kind of like... Like clutching their pearls, like, oh my god, it's so violent. Do you realize what we watch every week is a gladiator sport? People are willingly causing brain damage to themselves to bring <laughs> us entertainment. Let's chill for a second. These are violent people doing violent things. He just did football in a different way at the wrong time. At the wrong time. You that's know? True. So, so that's, I mean, I, I think that now uh, Miles Garrett's suspended indefinitely. I think it's a little harsh. Uh, it's going to, seeing of what happened, it was more of retaliation. But you also don't hit somebody. It's automatic suspension, which I understand. I think Mason Rudolph should have gotten at least once, uh, like a one-game suspension. Um, and I think that Ogunjobi, Ogunjobi, yeah, should have gotten the rest of the season. I agree. I agree because he wasn't really defending anybody. He just wanted to hit Mason Rudolph. Yeah, he was just being a jerk. He couldn't get to him all game, so yeah. he was like, Fuck that, that, so now I'm gonna yeah, now take I'm gonna my shot. Um, and Mike Pouncey should be suspended, I hundred percent. But I agree with what he did. Barstool Sports today reported we may be seeing the return of Antonio Brown. Um, and I, I only added this to the script because I thought Duke was going to be here, so we could use this to, to aggravate him. But yeah. let's so since he's not here, let's have a real discussion. So real discussion would be. Oh, here's here's something that came out three or four days ago. I I'm more confused after watching it though. You don't fucking take payoff. Whatever you stand for, you down. That's why I live by, bro. If I, if I stand on it, we gonna ride on it. You know what I mean? If we don't stand on it, we don't ride on. It. Put on a shirt when you drive, we man. <laughs> we ain't gonna let somebody pay us off. You said fuck somebody, that's how we said. We said fuck them. We ain't selling them with them. We ain't taking nothing. And not saying that I, I'm not going back to play and they ain't gonna put it I up. wanna like Antonio Brown. I really wanna but like But there's some him. stuff since, bro, I be wanting to stand for shit that's more impactful because at the end of the day, bro, we gotta find purpose in our life or we wasting air. Feel me? You gotta find purpose in your life, bro. You wasting fucking air because, bro, life's so fucking short. Like, bro, I swear to God, life's so short. I'm, I don't want to watch this. Anymore. All you really got is the people that love you, bro. Who gonna be there? This is really bothering me. So, so I like. Let me, let me. I I've, I saw this before. Okay, I didn't see it. It's so good, man. It's unbelievable. I, I'm. I just don't know what this is. It's him. This got posted uh, November 19th. This is him trying to uh, justify why he's been as vocal and why he hasn't just 
shut up and played or whatever it is. But it's not that they got rid of him because he he didn't stop talking. They got rid of him because he's done stupid shit. And so the Patriots are like, nobody else is going to sign this fucking guy. Let's get rid of him. Not pay him the $9 million that we owed him. Yeah. Legally. Sign for a million. Legally. Yeah. And then we'll sign him in week 14 when he's fully healthy. Because here's the thing. Brady now has, that we need him. Tom Brady hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in three weeks. I know. Julian Edelman has more touchdown passes thrown fan. in the he's last three weeks. First time that's happened where Brady's on the roster for a game and has doesn't lead in touchdowns. Yeah. Oh, really? in, like, in like 20 even, years. And there's even one game he ran two in yeah. and didn't throw any. It's it's uh, it's bizarre, but it's clear that they're missing something. Josh Gordon was not the same. Yeah. Uh, but other other than the Randy Moss year, Brady has never been known to throw like over forty. Okay, but none in three weeks is a big deal. Oh, huge! Yeah, yeah. I'm, um, I'm and, and and when you watch the offense, they do he, look. He somewhat, looks rusty. They, he looks old. The, the yeah. whole offense looks constipated. It looks like it's Julian Edelman and nothing else. Josh Gordon didn't have the legs he used though. to have. Uh, Muhammad Sanu's not fitting in exactly like they thought he would fit in. Shame. Um. They need this. They they and the O line is not helping them out either. And it does appear it does well. They have two. They have two main injuries on on the offensive line, and their Pro Bowl fullback has also been hurt. So, so all this stuff hurts. So Brady, uh, he did an interview. He always does the Monday Night Football on the radio. There, yeah, yeah I was on the radio, and he he always they asked him. So, are you are you kind of relieved that your that your defense is able to bail you guys out because the offense isn't clicking? And he goes, it's it's nice to have that comfort zone. He's like, but I. I want to fix what our offense isn't working on. Like, yeah. he's he's not taking it lightly, you know. Of course, and, not. and that's not Tom but it, Brady. But We've so, never like, known him to be that way. Antonio Brown has since apologized now to Kraft and and the yeah. Patriots organization. Yeah, every it week. Have you, noticed, done have you noticed it's on a it's on a it's on a Wednesday or a Tuesday every yeah. fucking week? Yeah, it's he does it on purpose. Well, it's not him. It's the it's, it's the attention. He's paid, he's paid a PR firm to do this. Of course, my guess is that the the Patriots, the, one of the camps reached out to each other saying, "What's it going to take?" Yeah, and I think it's like. Well, if you start by apologizing, we'll start looking yeah, at... Yeah, we'll start the process. Yeah, we'll start, but the thing is, he also sure. has pending lawsuits and pending sexual assault lawsuits. Still? That's going to be a bigger issue. Yeah, because we haven't heard any of those things. I thought yeah. I thought he paid them off and just said, fuck it. Well, so that's it. So they're not all resolved. There's, all, there's a lot of other things going on. The league's going to conduct... Cause there's, it's no, still, there's no... Uh, he may, there's still, no fear he may get suspended jail. when he comes back. Yeah, because there's still, there's still personal conduct, right? That's still oh, that's I the, guess, yeah. it's the NFL's purview. It's right? But so Antonio Brown is, if he's not the best receiver in the league, he's the third best. Ungodly talented. So for him not to be in the NFL, there's a clear reason for that. Yeah. It's not Colin Kaepernick. It's yeah, not Colin I Kaepernick. Mean, like, you know, he's I'm not keeping like, him out of the league, if that's your question. They're not like saying, like, you're not good enough. Like, it's yeah, not. But nobody's saying Colin Kaepernick's good, not good enough except for you, Terry. A lot of people are saying it. Yeah, but not NFL people because most NFL, not the thing I reported. Well, the 32 teams that haven't signed him are saying that he's not. Worth they're it. not. They're saying that not it's not it. about football. He's not worth it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but if he was worth it, but Antonio Brown is worth it. And yeah, he's gonna find a team. That's what I'm trying to say. And I do think that team is the Patriots. And I think it's before the end of the season. Um, the NCAA has been shaken. The world's been shaken in the NCAA. The that the top teams. It looks as though Alabama will likely not be moving on to the uh, college playoffs. But the reason for it is... Um, About fucking time. Tua, Tua got injured. Say his, la- say his last name. Tiger Vailoa. Wow! Professional right here, bro. Holy fuck. Um, so Tua, Tua's... Snuffleupagus <laughs> uh, over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tua's injury, by the way, is similar to that which ended Bo Jackson's career. So this is a serious injury. No, they're saying that it's not. They're saying that he completely dislocated his hip, uh, Bo Jackson, mm-hmm. where uh, where all similar. his was like a fracture. Oh, okay. Um, 
he's he's not going to be able to partake in any uh, physical activities until after the he, combine. He's also had two surgeries on the same ankle. But now it's also the hip, too. Now it's yeah. the hip. He's just always injured, this kid. Well, so here's the other thing. He's always injured and not being paid for it. Is is al- well, I mean, so let's keep, get real keep, here. Alabama is paying uh, yeah, yeah, plenty. Yeah. But let's just say, like, let's just say he w- he wasn't getting paid. Right? Let, like, on the books, he's not getting paid. Yeah. And for people who think that giving the guy free history classes is is good enough, this is what can happen. Because you know what, we're talking about two in this case. But let's say it, it's it's someone else on the roster. Let's say it, it's it's. Uh, a backup linebacker yeah. who's getting a free education until, oh, by the way, he gets hurt playing for you and now he's not getting a free education <laughs> yeah, exactly. anymore because you're cutting him next year. Because you're going to cut his ass. This, this to me is just another indication of how a coach who's making $11 million keeps his injured quarterback that they bu- rushed back to face LSU, faces a terrifying defense in LSU where he's obviously not healthy, forces him to, not force him, but you're the adult. You're getting paid. He's not getting paid. He's a kid. You're, you should have been smart enough not to play him against LSU, and you should have been smart enough not to be paying, playing him in a blowout against Mississippi State. And I think that he, they had forced him to stay in, right? Something like that? Well, no, he, he, he was going to come out after the next drive. Oh, the next drive. But drive. why is he even in this game? Why was he playing? The, you don't need him to win this game. You do not need him to win the game. And, it's, it's and a I shame. know Tua wants to play. But, but for him, he's probably like, okay, I'm not playing now. Let's just work on everything I need to do because I'm going to be drafted in the first round next year. I don't think he will. First round. There's so many quarterbacks Willis out there. Willis McGahee. What's going to happen is... Willis McGahee. Correct. But the thing, the thing to remember is this is a heavy quarterback draft. So There's four that are going to go in the first round, including him. I don't know that. I think the Patriots may draft him in the third round. <laughs> and of course, he's going to be on the goddamn Patriots. Of course. No, I don't, think he, I don't think he fits in the Patriots. They'll make it work. Yeah. They'll make it work. They do. Also, because people keep saying that that he's a running quarterback, you know he's not a running quarterback. No, not right? at all. He he throws four hundred yards a game. That's what I'm saying. I he's, th- you he's, know what's happening there. He's, right? he's like he's not. He's a uh, Russell Wilson is a is not a running quarterback. But and he runs. Yeah, Tua is not a running quarterback. Who does, does not run. run? Yeah, like it's not even the same. He's closer to Brady. They than like he is to Russell compare, Wilson. They like to compare the two because they're kind of similar in like stature and something else probably. Yeah, there's another reason to yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but they're, they they both have extremely big arms for sure. And two is he could be a good player in the NFL, but he's too injured. Alex Smith, yeah. Alex Smith always had injury problems, and those guys they can't get rid of it. Tony Romo, same thing. You can't get rid of those injuries. It's crazy. Yeah. I hope I hope I hope for the for his sake uh, he can. And fuck you, Alabama. Finally out of the top yeah. four. Eat shit. You, know you shouldn't have been there last. You year. know what this means though. What it means. Georgia, baby. <laughs> Georgia oh, yeah. all day. And Jake Fromm is going to find a way to suck again. No. No, they're going to win? I think they will. They're going to win the national championship? No, they won't. Oh, okay. Uh, LSU's really good. Yeah, LSU is scary good. The thing is, the big problem with Georgia is that they have a loss, and they're probably not going to win the SEC championship because LSU is disgusting. How much did LSU win last week? How much did they pay all those games? That's crazy. How many $100,000 checks? <laughs> How much did LSU win last week? A lot. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> so anyway, let's move on while Eagles looking that up. Melo signed. The hot sauce, the the, the the hot sauce mascot. Yeah. Carmelo Anthony. We love it. The man who never who never learned that you can't live life smashing pizza pockets. <laughs> he is back in the NBA and he was awful, but I'm happy. Melo's back, maybe, and he's with the Blazers. It was fifty eight thirty seven, by the way. Wow. Against Mississippi. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You know that, who did not score fifty eight and who did not score thirty seven? Mellow in his and that's and that's how they, that's how that's how they uh, 
Immediately they put up sixty six against Vanderbilt. So no, no, but just to say, it's like it's crazy that they did that the and week after they won the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Usually teams kind of taper down, but they won their big game and they still came out big. They came, still came out strong. Anyway, back to Melo wearing number zero zero yeah. because it reminds him of the infinity symbol. Also, it's the way he's been playing because he sucks. Yeah, did he, he hit a three though? He hit a three. He, yeah, <laughs> he took the first so shot of the game. Though. The first shot of the game. Yeah, but, yeah. but like I actually watched the whole. But then he missed nine straight shots. So it basically, the narrative starts. Melo's back. Oh no, wait. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know what? But you know, let him. I it's think one game. He'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. he'll be okay. He'll, he'll be, be okay. he'll be mellow. He's gonna hit some corner Mello's threes. Melo's gonna mellow. He's gonna absorb the ball and never pass. <laughs> and his defense will be terrible. But he's gonna provide us with some great moments. Melo's gonna mellow. You can't go wrong, and we yeah. gotta love him for it. And I hope that I think it might work. I, I think Portland's a good. I don't. They're not. No. Well, so the thing is, they're not good enough for what, how good the West well, became. They'll never get out of the West. It's impossible. Yeah. I'm watching the Clippers play last night. Mm-hmm. Well, the Clippers, the Lakers. Watching the Lakers play the other day. Watch, a, so watching Denver. Watching Dallas. Watching Utah. Who the fuck are the Portland Trailblazers? Yeah, but that's it. Like so, and I, I actually think I think it's rebuild. I think I, I don't think I don't think Dame and McCollum last to the trade deadline. Uh, they're more likely to get rid of McCollum. I think. I think it's both. Yeah. Like it's it's you can't in the NBA you that's can't be middle of the pack. It's if that happens. If Portland gets rid of Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, why do why do you even bother? Why how do you expect your fans to come out and watch? You're literally one Cause year because you, you're one year is, removed from being in the Western you draft Conference Wiseman. Finals. Yeah, <laughs> and and then you're good. No, but you're literally one year removed from being in the Western Conference Final. Mm-hmm. But it's a different Western same, Conference. It's true, but you're with the same team. Yeah. So you've improved. The rest of the conference has improved. You've improved. Why can't you compete? You bring in Melo, a leadership, a leadership, a veteran role. Whatever, mm-hmm. you can. It can be done. If they, if that happens, please. I don't think it will. I will never ever root for the Portland Trailblazers. Have ever you again. ever rooted for the Portland Yeah, Trailblazers. last year. This is the same franchise that didn't draft Michael Jordan, by the crazy, way. Eh? Just so you remember. But just to say, I mean, it wasn't unanimous. Who did they draft again? Was his Clyde name? Drexler? Clyde Drexler. Who was, who was fine? Who was who was good in college? He just was not Jordan. He was never. Nobody's Jordan. <laughs> um, but. There's another story that came up uh, from the NBA. It's not something that happened now, but it's a story that the details of and all this have finally come out. Yeah. Um, and actually, I, I actually heard this on Mina Kimes' uh, uh, daily podcast. Yeah. It's like a 15-minute podcast in ESPN. It's rare for 15? us to promote other... Yeah, it's awesome. It's the first thing I listen to in the morning. I'm just not a huge Mina Kimes here. I, she's, I'm a barstool guy. Yeah, so I, they don't like him. Well, the thing is, she's smart. She's she is. Very attractive. She is. Um, and I like smart, attractive people. I, that's why I'm a fan of Joy Taylor. I love Joy Taylor. I listen to her podcast. Yeah. Um, but and I like the name of it. Too. She, so she covered a story about an ex-Sacramento uh, Kings executive. Okay. His name is Jeff David. He stole $13 million while he was t- chairman of the team. And he only got caught by one because one HR person found these accounts. Like, this doesn't make sense. He, he basically uh, got, he got these small investment firms to um, to give money to, like, Get naming rights to the stadium. Yeah. To th- his job was to sell sponsorship, right? And in one of the conversations, he tells uh, one of the, these people that work for the that work for these investment firms tells him, "Hey, if you guys ever need money, yeah. we can float you some cash." Yeah. He remembers that, and he basically gets them to invest nine million dollars, like up front, like just. He's like, "Well, we'll take money off the back end of the contract." They invested nine million dollars in a front. What? In a front, up front, like up front. Like, up front yeah, well, also in a front because he <laughs> he opened a shell corporation. It was called like Sa- Sacramento Kings Sports Whatever, Management yeah. something, 
and he took that money, put it there, bought real estate on Manhattan Beach, and his goal was to eventually make enough money that he could pay, pay it back. back. It was like an unauthorized loan is what he called it. And actually, when the FBI so, arrested him, he actually gave all the money back, okay. but they st- he still you still can't steal money. Well, he probably, <laughs> you can't embezzle he probably money. didn't take any, any jail time. He seven years. He 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 was in jail for seven years. He's he's well. He's got sentenced recently. And at the time, reminds me he left the Kings, and he was such a rising star. He got hired by like the Miami Heat, which is like one of the best organizations yeah. in the NBA. And this guy was stealing money from the organization. It's crazy. It reminds me of the Thirty for Thirty I saw called Big Shot, mm-hmm. and it's about how this guy with no money almost bought the New York Islanders. Oh, it's like when George Gillette bought the Canadians. You mean? No, but he, he was literally bankrupt. A, but he had a group, though. At least, I but think. he was bankrupt. Yeah, How did he have a group? I don't know. But anyway, so this guy, he was actually, I think he was Greek. He had, mm-hmm. and uh, the reason why he got caught, it almost went through. Like the day of the reason why he got caught is because he sent a fax to the wrong number, and it had like a, like um, the wrong numeric value on the check or something. Like he was supposed to give a deposit of seventeen million for the team, and he accidentally sent a check of seventeen thousand. Like things like that, he would do, you know. Yeah. And he'd be, oh, it's an oversight, whatever. You well, know? what's interesting is in this case, it's crazy. You got to watch it. It's in this case, 30. Jeff David, um, he had left some stuff on his computer relating to this account yeah. that they bought the property with, and so this HR rep saw this as like this is weird. She reported to the FBI. Then she calls Jeff David for a conversation, like asking about it. Now, now he's with the Heat, so she calls him asking, "It's like, hey, what's this on, on your computer? Like, you know, is it important?" And then he basically admits on the phone, he's like. He's like, oh, that's an old thing. Yeah, it's one of my files. But he admitted that that he knew he had knowledge of it on the phone with the FBI listening, and like it was just a slip. Like he just in his Some mind, smart people are dumb. Well, in his mind, he wasn't. He didn't think he was doing anything wrong. Because he was investing it on their because behalf it's, because it's his company. We're not game. telling anybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I I take a hundred bucks from you and I put a bet on the Yankees winning the Super Bowl. Mm, but I that's don't a bad bet because the Yankees don't play football. Super Bowl, uh, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and then I'll be like, well, I'm gonna give you the hundred bucks back. I just want to make some money. <laughs> but you won't tell him you took the hundred bucks. Tell you just me. took it out of his wallet. Um, one last thing. Let's just listen to Kawhi uh, answer a question about an awesome dunk in the most Kawhi way fa- Kawhi yeah, way possible. It was okay. No, I, it's worse than that. I didn't see this. It's did worse. You, better. Did you actually see the dunk? By the way, no, oh, it's just I a reaction. You want to see the dunk? Yeah. Yeah. Post. Whose dunk was it? Okay, it was Ka- Kawhi. Kawhi. Uh, it's amazing. I feel like I did see it. The dunk is actually insane. It was a crazy fourth quarter. Kawhi Leonard! Oh! That's, that's dirty. It's a, it was a crazy fourth time. quarter. The last five minutes of that game was up here. Kawhi Leonard! Oh! But I will say that the rest of the game was awful. The Celtics Ka- won that game. Kemba Walker was fouled a few times. They didn't call it. And then they made some makeup calls on... Uh, and then they, they asked him about it, obviously. Block, you did through the dunk you had in the block. Um, what do you want me to say? Um, <laughs> whatever you want to say, but it's more of just the build up leading to that play, what you were seeing, and your thought process. For um, Patrick threw me the ball. I took the two dribbles to the paint and tried to jump high and jump the basket. Be less boring. <laughs> he can. He's a fun guy. He's a fun guy. He's a fun guy. Yeah, this is very fun. Uh, so Ego wants us to skip rapid fire because we've already gone over. Uh, what if you make it super rapid? Like super rapid? Super yeah. rapid. It's in and out. Just no no conversation. Shit. Yeah, just, I just want Ego to read the topics. Oh, there you go. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. Let's do that. 
So let's go into rapid fire. Um, we'll skip the first one because you need audio for it. Uh, Winnipeg. No, but, oh, but you need audio. Uh, sorry, a, a Miami Dolphins reporter was talking about Movember and was like, "I can uh, at most I can squeeze out a dirty Sanchez." That's amazing. Kick he off. basically doesn't know what a dirty Sanchez is. That's it's, the best. It's amazing. Well, he probably does. And that's what the whole. But now he knows. Now he knows. It was Adam Archuleta. Uh, oh, better. Winnipeg boob. Blue Ballzer, one diehard Winnipeg Blue Bombers fan, has not worn pants since promising that he oh, wouldn't do this. so until the Bombers won the Grey Cup. And it's, what, like six years or something? Well, yeah. they're in the Grey Cup yeah. this year. Okay. So, yeah, they're in the Grey Cup, so maybe it's going to break it, but it's fucking cold in Winnipeg. So he, he says that the only time he's ever worn pants since he made that bed was, like, at a funeral. Yeah, exactly. And at other funerals, he's actually worn shorts. Yeah, like sometimes when he knows the people and he's like, yeah, close yeah to them, exactly. Like, yeah. He'll wear shorts if he knew that. There's, there's they one knew guy, there's another guy that's similar to this. It's not shorts, he lives on his roof. Okay, but like but he like, has access to because it's at top of his restaurant. Yeah, exactly, he has access yeah. to a bathroom and a shower. His wife brings him food yeah, every yeah, day. So it's it's really, got heating. He's basically it's just a bigger TV than my place. It's not. It's not. A, it's not. You're not being penalized. You're away from your wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bark back. Charles Barkley has apologized for making an off-the-record comment to Alexi McCammond. Uh, Barkley allegedly said, "I don't hit women, but if I did, I'd hit you." So it's complicated. It's not something you can really say. Uh, he he really, thought he was joking really around. Yeah. Uh, like Charles Barkley's also gotten away with being the guy who doesn't give a fuck. Who so he's like been rewarded his whole life for making these kinds of comments. Uh, uh, oh, oh, wait, wait. Like Don Cherry? Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's okay. Um, but the other side of it is, the other side of it is, it's also something set off the record. So where do you draw the line between you don't feel comfortable so you got to say something, but at the same time, you, you told someone it's off the record and then you report it. Yeah. Like, I've told friends of mine that they're dirty cum guzzlers, but, you know, like, I'm not going to say it on the record. Yeah, Terry, I mean, you asked me not to say that on the show. <laughs> next. Uh, next, uh, we have uh, Spit Take. The Washington Capitals' Garnet oh, Hathaway yeah. has gotten suspended for spitting at Anaheim Ducks defenseman Eric, Eric Goodbranson. Good so Eric Goodbranson gives him kind of like a – the ref looks away, and Eric Goodbranson gives him like a, a punch. And then Hathaway turns around and spits in his face. He gets suspended for three games. Yeah. Good. It's always the second guy. It's like Miles Garrett. Second guy. <laughs> no, but, you know, you don't spin somebody's face. True. You don't, and we actually had a question. You don't at, swing helmets. Yeah. You don't spin the guy's face. We actually face. had a question at hockey the other day in the locker room. What's worse, licking or spitting? Licking. Licking? No, licking spitting good. is worse. Spitting is, like, very disrespectful. But licking, if someone, like, slowly runs their tongue like across Marshawn, your face. Like Marshawn did that. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So licking is, like, I'm just trying to be a shit. Yeah. But spitting is, like, it's low. It's low. But li I feel like licking, just because of the surface area, is more disgusting. Yeah, like why would it's you more disgusting by square centimeter. And and playing sports, it's full of sweat. Yeah, what would you do? Oh. And last rapid fire. Uh, if you ever had a hype man, you know what this oh, is. Oh yeah, this is great. I love this. MVP front runner. Wait, show it, show you. Front runner. No, just just one no, more after this eagle. MVP front runner. If anybody else got to say something different about that, then come Big see truck. me. Yeah. I'm right here in Beemore outside the bank. If you got an issue with that, come see me. I'm about that. Big trust. Woo woo. Lamar Jackson in the flesh. Yes, sir. Big trust. So, I love this guy now. Mark Ingram. You have no idea how much I love this guy. I've never heard him speak before. I don't think I've heard him speak either. I, he's too jacked to have eyes that crazy. He's a pretty, he's a pretty beast. Beastie man. I, did you know he was even that big, by the way? I did, yeah. He's Jesus always, he's Christ. Always, he's always been a pretty big guy. But he's because he's like he's fast, like, too. He's actually gotten smaller. He, when he came into the NFL, that's coming from Alabama. Oh, yeah, because all Alabama backs are giant. Always huge. But I love it. And he, he even has a nickname for himself. It's Big Woo. Big, big Woo. That. He does it. In the, they did it in the, pre, in the, the post game speech because he got game ball. And he's like, Big Woo. <laughs> I love it, man. I There's one more Eagles. You have no idea how much I love that guy right now. All right, fine. So this is. 
Bird Brain. Um, so if, I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but there's this new movement called Birds Aren't Real. Apparently, it's a government conspiracy oh, or I conspiracy theory talk about where it. the government actually killed off all the birds in the, was it the 50s or 60s and at simultaneously replaced them with drones with that monitor and record. We don't need all the clip. We'll just we'll just we'll just react to that news. Pat McAfee. So why would you, why would you need to kill all the birds to replace them with drones? Why don't you just add more birds? <laughs> <laughs> what would be the point? This no, the, because then they would eliminate them. The birds would win over the robots. Yeah. Why don't they just make killing robots that are all... Wait, is that how? Also, does that mean in the past, like, since the 70s, nobody's found a dead bird that's been bleeding? Did they put blood in the robot and the drones? I have so many questions. It's a good so point. super advanced To drones. get answers oh, to yeah. these questions, they guys, have, I've done the Lord's work. I went on their website. They have a digestive system. I signed Duke up Birds for the newsletter. So what about bird shit? How do you explain bird shit? They, 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 it's a role... It's a government conspiracy. signed Duke up for that. I did. <laughs> It's an oil change. <laughs> he sent me a message. He sent me a message like, guys, what is this? <laughs> I love it. Uh, Eagle, thanks for putting up with us. Thank you. Special thank you to Veronica. She did a great job. Totally I perfect. know we ran long today, but uh, I thought there was some interesting things with the Kaepernick story. For once, there's some real stories to cover there. Yes. So I'm really happy we got into it. Thank you, Terry, for joining us tonight and talking as we always do. Eagle. Eagle. Play it. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports. <laughs> yes, you have. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. Sauce Sports.